Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Authentic conversations with modern medicine women and goddesspreneurs alike, inspiring you to build your queendom with grace. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I am so... Ooh, this topic, I feel, as a spiritual teacher, really needs to be addressed more often. You know, as a cis white woman, there is no doubt that majority of the people in the sphere that I work in, in the self-help, personal development world, the majority are of white people. And it's been pretty fascinating because since not feeling so hot and going through this healing journey and this experience, I've been doing a lot of deep reflection and really tapping into the energy of what's going on. Lately, I've been seeing it kind of like a shark tank where it just feels like there's a scarcity mindset or like I'm seeing other women attack other women. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of women are really calling out a lot of people. And I just feel the way that the spiritual world has been really moving, it's kind of in this space of stagnation. And a lot of people have done a lot of the same trainings. A lot of people have read all the same books. But the truth is to be a really powerful leader is to be sovereign and to govern your truth and what reigns and what motivates you. For me, I started my business as an entrepreneur, as a social activist, as a spiritual activist. I started by, you know, being a music journalist because I was really pissed of being labeled as just like a delinquent, you know, being in the rave culture and the rave community and having the media portray us as just like a whole bunch of kids like taking ecstasy and not giving a shit about anything because, you know, millennials like they're they're super like they expect everyone to do their laundry for them and they don't give a shit. And, you know, all of these labels that try to limit and break down millennials. But the truth is, I'm blessed to be part of a generation that's helping wake people the fuck up. I'm part of a generation that is really taking charge of social action and social change. And now that I am in the sphere of self-help, I feel like I need to work on really stepping up more as a sovereign leader and as a spiritual activist to really speak up on what is happening. And yes, there's a huge shadow that's going on right now in our country. This is why we have our current administration, literally the epitome of the patriarchy with our current administration. And you know why that happened? Do you understand why that happened? That happened to wake the people the fuck up. This was a huge driving force for me to put out Stay Woke, my e-course, was, and to make it affordable and offer payment plans and options because I believe that we can't just be overcharging really crazy prices. And, you know, there's been a lot of times where I've thought of it like, oh, like I know my worth and I recognize my worth, but 
I can work with a couple people, but for the courses that I feel I really want to help people wake up, I've said I wanted to make it affordable. I've wanted to make it, I wanted to have options for people that are just as powerful, may not be so much one-on-one, but they're just as powerful and I think it's important and something that's been really it's been really irking me. I've talked about this last week and I talked about this a lot. I, again, I'm skipping this episode, but I'm just so fueled right now that I have to share this one. I promise Krista's is coming out. It'll probably be the next one, but this has just been so strong that, uh, it's like, it's really leading up to a lot of this Krista's episode. And Krista's episode to me is like a massive trans transmission and it's like an activation And so essentially what we have to realize is that as spiritual teachers, we have a responsibility. I'm so sick of seeing spiritual teachers like running on the beach, sharing their green juices, like wearing their cute designer yoga clothes, but they're not talking about the issues at large. Like there is massive things going on. Again, going back to our current administration, that is the shadow of America, the patriarchy, the... You know, it's like people, the billionaires are getting wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. And if you're going to be a billionaire, being wealthier and wealthier and wealthier, even if you're not a billionaire, but if you're someone that is gaining wealth, do something about that wealth. Do something that is powerful and impactful. Like I think so much, like this is why I love Oprah Winfrey. I love Oprah Winfrey not only as a strong, empowered black woman who is really making change by showing up and educating people. And she did so much with the Oprah show for 25 years where she was helping, coming to people's homes every day and educating and empowering and sharing stories and helping really show showcase people's stories. I think that was so powerful. But the fact that she uses her money to build schools and, you know, help a lot of people that need their voices to be heard. And, you know, this may be a controversial topic, but I don't give a shit because I'm done being a spiritual teacher that is, again, all love and light all the time. Like, I believe in the grit. I believe in the power of Kali Ma, but I also do believe in compassion and I believe in kindness and I believe in oneness. And so something that's very important for me is to just help people wake up to what's going on. There is no shame here. There is absolutely no shame here. All I'm saying is that this is the time to wake up and see the bigger picture. I feel like this is why a lot of people's like, maybe this is why all the Instagram algorithms aren't really working either. Because, you know, the universe is saying like, stop trying to post the bullshit. Like, post shit that is actually empowering and helping people heal and giving people the tools. And that's something I'm just super passionate about is to continue to share the tools and to share my journey and my story as a spiritual activism and as a spiritual teacher. And, you know, when I started my brand calling it Shamanessa Gadessa, I saw it as another, as an upgrade of what I was doing with Peace Love EDM when I was being a music journalist and showcasing what was happening. But essentially, you know, the shaman is one that communicates between these two worlds. And so as a spiritual teacher, it's important to use your power, especially if you are a wealthy spiritual teacher, to use your power to talk about the injustice happening, to talk about the marginalization that's happening, to talk about 
things that are going on in community as a whole. So many of us preach like love and light, unity consciousness, all these things, but you can't be a unity consciousness if you're just caring about the white people. I'm sorry. The future is not female. The future is male. The future is female. The future is non-binary. The future is Muslim. The future is Christian. The future is Jewish. The future is Hindu. The future is agnostic. The future is atheist. The future is straight. The future is bi. The future is gay. The future is trans. The future is femme. The future is cis. The future is inclusive of everyone. The future is black, white, Latino, Asian, Indian. There are so many labels and it's up for us to really transcend all of those labels by allowing us to come into a more unity consciousness for us to be able to really show up and unite as one as one that means recognizing what is actually happening and being able to share resources in a way that is attainable. This podcast is free. This podcast, I put so many hours, so much preparation, so many blood, sweat, and tears to create this podcast, and it is free. It is a free resource for anyone who has the ability to listen. You know, if they can't, if they don't own a phone or if they don't have a computer, they can go to a library, they can reach out, you know, and I know it just breaks my heart to see how there's just the target of what's happening, you know, the target markets. I understand as so, as someone who has a degree in marketing, I understand target markets. I get it. I understand. I understand that everyone is worthy of abundance. Yes, it's important. But there cannot be sustainable abundance if you're only focusing on one small group. How do we find ourselves abundant in all areas? I just feel like we need to be able to speak up for those voices that don't have as much power because of the system of what's been going on, whether they be animals, whether they be people of disabilities, people of color, people of various religious groups that are kind of like brushed to the side when all, you know, God created all is equal. God created one. There is only one of us here. There is no space where I begin and you end. And so doing this deep healing work and really reflecting on healing myself and really on a conscious empowerment of bringing my masculine and feminine energy within because guess what? We all carry that masculine and feminine energy. We were all created by a sperm and an egg. It is what it is. We were we are all masculine. We are all feminine. It's just we're not just our bodies are not defining who we are because we are a soul. We are a spiritual being having a human experience. And you have to understand that we came here to have this human experience to make this place better than it was when we got here. And so for me, as a spiritual activist and a spiritual teacher, I am doing my best to educate. I am doing my best to stand up. I am doing my best to protest in all reality, I have seen time and time again where there have been opportunities for me that were handed on a silver platter. This, to be honest, was the truth of so much of the trauma that happened from my difficult LSD trip. There was an opportunity for me to have my way. There was. But after taking this medicine and seeing the bigger picture of what's going on, seeing all the trash on the floor, seeing people not give a shit, seeing not a real proportion of 
different, you know, race, gender, whatever category there are that we still use to, you know, there is an unconscious bias that we have. And that is just part of how we categorize people in situations. But we have to realize that there is still a bigger picture going on. I've gotten to the point where I'm so sensitive that I can walk by people and feel the oppression on them that has been carried on for generations. And I do my best to not allow it to affect me. But as a clairsentient, I feel it. And so when I feel it, I bless up. I bless up to the best of my ability because I grew up with, you know, a grandfather who was racist. But at the same time, when I think of it, it's like, that's what they knew. That's the, what they grew up into. And so we have to work on healing on a cellular level, our lineage and our ancestors, because we have been, we are carrying their trauma and we have the, the, opportunity to end it right here right now ending it right here right now we don't need to be carrying on that repression anymore we don't need to be carrying on that hurt anymore we don't need to be carrying on that pain anymore something that I am actively working on part of this break of you know hilarious that it's a break because I've been like really on fire but I just feel like I need to take more time away from the computer but I am doing my research to have more people of color on this podcast, to have men on this podcast, to not just have the white women. Yes, a lot of these people that have been on my podcast have been my friends, but the truth is I was never one to just hang out with one group. I remember in high school, I was the social butterfly who was part of all the groups. Like I had friends in all the groups. I saw everyone as equal. And I love them all for who they are, not based off their color or skin, not based off of their sexual orientation, not based off of their religious beliefs, their ideas, but I love them because I see their soul. And that is the thing that we have to do. If we are to be spiritual activists and if we are to be real spiritual teachers, we need to connect with people on a cellular level, a cellular level where we see the soul in me sees the soul in you. So do we call it like soul mistake? <laughs> I don't know. That just came up. But we have to be able to really wake up and educate, especially we have to educate more white people. As millennials, we have to educate our parents more and share more information and more resources of really powerful essays and really powerful podcast episodes and really powerful conversations and really powerful whatever is powerful and really like moving you to like speak up and share up. We have to share more of that. And so essentially for me, what I've seen in my life the past six years is that I've been working on the subconscious programming that has been drilled into me for years and through lifetimes and through generations of, you know, seeing who's better than or who's less than because of their color of their skin, like all that bullshit, all those limits that really keep people playing small. And I just, I'm just so passionate to continue to do this podcast. I feel like this podcast is really going to be my main focus. And as I said in the last, in the I, maybe I said in the last episode, but I definitely said it on my Instagram course, uh, a recent Instagram post, how like I'm tired of feeling like all the pressure of all these like 
hustle of all these other coaches and stuff trying to push their programs. I get it. Yes, I'm also working on a program for me, but I want a program that isn't just filtering what everyone else has been doing because we all have the same spiritual teachers. We've all read the same spiritual books. For me, I'm so passionate about educating people on spiritual tools and what it means to share their medicine and speaking up and just being an activator. I am here to be an activator and allow my sacred non, my voice to imprint truth, to imprint compassion, to imprint awareness, to wake people up and to be transparent and vulnerable and real and not just the fluffy bullshit that looks pretty. Because sometimes shadow work doesn't look pretty. Plain and simple. It doesn't look pretty because we have to get through that dirt. It is messy. It is rough sometimes. But there's such beauty. This is why my last episode was Beauty and the Breakdown. There is such beauty in it. And so for me, I just, as a spiritual activist, I have spent the last six years like constantly like reprogramming and biohacking society the way that I see it and the way that I was raised to believe. And, you know, I, it's been, you know, it's been really fascinating to be the observer and to see what's happening and to be able to witness, realize what resonates with me and how I can choose again. Like I just, I'm just so empowered by women like Layla Saad, who I want on my podcast so badly, who's like speaking up and sharing her story. And I just feel like there's more women that really need to share their stories and women of color. And I just I was thinking about my friend Faye and she was talking about Faye Wilder. I had her on an episode of the podcast and she was sharing on her Instagram story how like what she watched a wrinkle in time and she cried and she was like, black women are going to save the world. And I do believe that. I believe they are a huge part of what's going to save the world. But we have to save our own worlds too because we have to realize that the inner is creating the outer. So you have to be willing to dive in deep do the inner work and be honest with yourself on where you still carry prejudices. Where do you still carry shame? Where do you still carry resentment? Where do you still carry jealousy? Where do you still carry anger? Where do you still carry anything that separates us from the truth of who we are? And the truth of who we are is that we are united as one conscious collective. We are united as one. There is only one. There is only breath. There is only love. Everything is love or an opportunity for love. And so what this is ha- what is happening right now is this opportunity for love. What is happening right now is for us to love one another, love thy neighbor. Even those people that are, you know, dressed up the 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 white supremacists, we have to be able to love them, love them in a way that we recognize that it is their inner child that is acting out. Most of the people that are acting out in a way that is destructive, in a, in a way that is like an unhealthy destructive, I should say, in a way that is harmful and hurtful, those people 
are completely disconnected from the lower triangle. Those people are completely disconnected from their childhood because they carry so much pain. They carry so much trauma. They carry so much resentment. They are yearning for the love. They are are acting out because they are yearning for love. So to be a real spiritual teacher is to be the lighthouse. And to be the lighthouse is to love one another, to see people for their truth of where they are, to be able to recognize what is going on in the world and how can you make a difference? How can we make a difference in this world? We have so many guides behind us. We have an opportunity to build our communities to do this work. We have the opportunity to say no thank you. We have the opportunity to stand up for what is just. What is just? Calling on ma'at, right? Like what is fair? What is just? There is no separation between you and I. So because of that, we have to be able to bridge the gap. We have to be able to, as spiritual teachers especially, we have to be able to speak up and stand up for what is just, what is healthy, what is fair, what is truth, what is love. So this is, I'm calling out to spiritual teachers. I think it's so beautiful that so many of them are empowering other people to build their businesses. But how can you use your business as a tool of spiritual activism? For me, I am super passionate about psychedelics, right? I am passionate about psychedelics and it hurts me and it it like breaks my heart. The majority of the people that are in the prison systems are people of color either black or Latino, mostly is the highest part of the population. And it's because of, you know, their color of their skin that they are more targeted to what is happening. I think a lot about that kid from Stanford that like raped a girl and then he was able to be let out in a couple months because he came from an affluent area. Insane. Insane, insane to me, absolutely insane. And it just makes me sick to my stomach. It makes me so angry that, you know, the system is fucked, right? The system right now, the way it stands, it's fucked. It is unjust. It is marginalizing people. It doesn't, it's not fair at all. It doesn't give people the opportunity to have a fair case, a fair trial. It doesn't. And so for me, I am doing my best to just continue to educate myself, being able to see how can I use my power to make a change. Yes, I use my dollar to vote, right? Like I shop farmer markets. Um, I'm going plastic free. Um, I do these different things. I use my dollar. I support companies that support their workers, I, that's how I That's one of the ways I use my power, right, is through the way I spend my money. And I also use my power by speaking up, by having a podcast, and for sharing what is true to me, to be transparent and authentic with what is going on and what I am feeling. And I don't care if it's going to, quote unquote, hurt a brand or whatever, or if it's not on brand. 
my brand is rooted in activism. It has been for the past seven years. And just because my brand has evolved and metamorphosized into like just my name and how my product line is Shamanessa Gadessa, but my name and I have this podcast, I'm not going anywhere with speaking up. I am my I am Mercury, right? Like my sun and my moon are both rolled by Mercury. I am the epitome of the communicator and I love public speaking and I've been so passionate to help people wake up and even as someone who teaches at festivals, it's hard to see that it's mostly white people because, you know, these festivals are getting really expensive. And I understand it takes a lot of money to run it and to make it work. I understand. But I remember when I was in Oregon, I went to a talk about spiritual activism. And, you know, it was a panel of like um, all people of color. And then there was also one trans um, woman. And that was so beautiful. That was like probably one of my favorite talks that I saw and like I want to be showcasing more of that and sharing the voices and the stories of these people who have been marginalized for so long and who have their story is just as important as any other white person cis white person's journey and every cis white person's story it's very powerful to see the what a lot of people have been able to overcome right like The human resilience and the human spirit is so beautiful and to be able to honor all facets of the human experience is such a blessing. Please know that. That is why, again, I refuse to be a spiritual teacher that is love and lighting all over the place, being inauthentic and just like fluffing up bullshit. I can't stand it anymore. Like, this is me speaking up. This is me getting gritty. And this is me to just really be like, hey, there's something going on here. How can we as spiritual teachers who are very powerful and can make a massive impact in the world, empower other people to be powerful and make an impact of the world? How can we properly educate? How can we allow ourselves to share our stories, to speak up on our truth? How can we get there? We can, of course, ask spirit to help us to get there. But the first, the how is knowing your sacred what. The first how is tapping into what it is you yearn for. What it is you're setting out to achieve. How can you be honest about what is happening other than spiritual bypassing? This is why I really wanted to have this because the spiritual bypass conversation is not over. It's not over. This has been a topic that has been super powerful and really strong. And I needed to release this first because I needed to say some words and I knew it wouldn't be, I wouldn't have enough time as an intro with Krista's episode. Otherwise, that episode may have been two hours because it's potent. It's super potent because it's happening right now. We need to be able to face our shadows, not just on an individual level, but as a collective level. How can we show up? How can we understand that media has an agenda itself? That's the thing. If these people, these influencers, you know, a lot of people have an agenda. There is a structure, of course. There is an agenda, but it's no different than the agenda that's going on 
with our news. It's no different. So having an agenda that is based on truth, that is based on justice, that is based on humanity and compassion and love, that is the agenda that we really need to have as the forefront above all else. We need to be able to speak up and, and speak up for the people whose voices may not have as much power at this moment because of the marginalization that's happening. I refuse to be a spiritual teacher who just completely bypasses what is actually happening. I think this is why I also have needed a break because there's so much going on that I've just needed time to process and there's just like so much noise out there right now. That's why I'm super grateful for practices like kundalini yoga and meditation because I get to create that buffer zone from what is going on in the world. Because we are not of this world. We came here on this world to help uplift and to anchor in these higher codes. We are anchoring in a multidimensional space here on this planet. This planet is also waking up. This planet is also recalibrating. So we need to be able to be willing to recalibrate ourselves and to align with what actually motivates us. What motivates us to be a better human being? To me, what motivates me to be a better human being is to connect with people who may not have a similar story as me or to connect with people that may not have the same background as me or to connect with people that are just out there in the world doing their best, but more so people out there in the world who are led by love. That is so beautiful. This is why I love traveling. I have a privilege and a blessing to travel. excuse me, I had to sneeze that one out. I have the blessing to travel for sure. Very grateful for that. But something that I want to be doing is traveling to empower people and to be supporting various indigenous cultures and these tribes. And I'm doing my best to also respect these cultures and their medicines and really honor them for what they are to really respect the cultural appropriation, right? Like this is why I stopped, I used to call my blog from the gypsy den, right? But then I realized like, wait, I don't want to be using the term gypsy because it's actually like not the best way to, it's completely disrespecting, you know, and her, and hitting the pain point of the Romanian people. And It's tough. It's for sure tough. But once you have that awareness and you can be able to do better, right? Maya Angelou, when you know better, you do better. And so as someone who grew up with white privilege, a part of me is like doing my best to dismantle the white privilege and just work on having all people equally find privilege because of their beauty and their grace from their heart and soul, not from the out, out exterior appearances, not from their family upbringing. It just like really hurts when you have the secretary of education, Betsy over there, and she is just saying like, oh my God, the schools are doing great, but like the schools from her own district are doing shit that are in these more impoverished areas. I live in a town that is very poor. I live in a space that financially is not the best, for sure. 
It's very interesting here in Joshua Tree. Yes, it is filled with beauty and I'm super grateful. But there's also a lot of people that are struggling and a lot of people who are doing their best to just get by. Those are the people that I, my heart, my heart, and I'm doing what I can through my business to support my community by shopping local and hiring people that are local and just doing my best to support my local community because it all starts on the micro level. So how are you supporting your local community? How are you doing it? How are you using your money as a way to vote? How are you using your power as a way to make social change? You know, I have my minor in sociology. And yes, I graduated from a very prestigious school and I'm super grateful for it. But because of what I've learned and with that, I am using that power to make the change. I'm using that power to speak up because I'm not going to shame myself for my education. I'm very grateful and I'm super grateful that my parents worked very hard to help me get there. And I know a lot of people don't have that opportunity. So I do not take it with a grain of salt. I am beyond grateful and there's nothing wrong with money. I just want to say that there's nothing wrong with money but making sure that you're using your money in a way that is making an impact not just for you, but for the people as a whole. That is what is extremely important. That is what is extremely important. We are here to help empower and uplift one another. Money is a form of energy, right? And we can make it, you know, if you, the, you can work the tools and learn how to make it and cut through the limiting beliefs, yes. But if you have an overflow of money, how are you going to give back to your communities? How are you going to give back to the planet? How are you going to give back to the world? How are you going to show up with that power to make social change? My prayer is that people of lots of money, especially people of lots of money who are spiritual teachers, start speaking up a little more on what is going on in the world and be more in that role of social activists. How can we make lasting change in the spiritual world? Because right now it's just another industry and it's growing and growing and growing. And so these are part of the growing pains that are going through, right? This is part of what's happening. For so long, if you go back to the way that indigenous tribes would work, the shamans, for instance, were the healers, but all of their needs were provided for and all of their needs were met by the community because they were of service. So if you are going out there and being sharing your medicine, how are you sharing your medicine not just to like an elite group, but how can you share your medicine with the masses? This has been my driving force with this podcast. It gets to be free and I get to share. But the truth is, is like it takes money to also run these podcasts. It's part of the material world we live in. It's part of how we are living in this human experience. 
And while I spend a lot of my time and my energy and my money on this podcast, I can't really go to where I want to go to be of service without that money too. So again, I'm not shaming wanting money. It's just like with the money that I generate, I put a lot of it into this space because I want to use this platform to empower people to wake the fuck up. I want to use this platform to share people's stories. I want to use this platform to help people align to who they are, to heal, to make peace with their past, to go forward with the power knowing that anything is possible if it's in your heart. Anything your heart desires can be achieved. I just think of so many people who have conquered so much adversity and I don't want to see them as the victims. I'm here through the Sovereign Goddess podcast to help people become victorious, to overcome their challenges and the obstacles that may have been placed on them that they were born into. Through our own will, we can make change. If we really want it and we do the hard work and the perseverance, we can change. Make lasting, beautiful, impactful change. This has been the driving force for me since 2011. So seven years now. Is to use my voice, my words to make change. And not just for the elite or not just for people that look like me or have the same upbringing as me, but to make change for everyone I meet to connect with people on a human level. That is what is empowering me right now, to have that vision be my reality. And if the prejudice has come up, instead of bypassing it, allow yourself to feel it and feel how you can forgive it, transmute it, and choose again so that you can cut that out of your DNA. Because the thing is, a lot of this has been stored in our cellular memory. And through body work and through affirmations and through doing the work, we are able to transmute and really heal and get out of that martyrdom. We had to stand up as activists as truth seekers, as realists, looking at the bigger picture of what is happening and stop bypassing it. We must act. We must speak up and stand up for those voices that have been kind of brushed aside. Especially if you are a white person, you need to be speaking up for the people of color, people of various races, people of various sexual orientations. The list goes on. Those demarginalized people, you need to speak up for your brothers and sisters. Stand up for your brothers and sisters. Do something for your brothers and sisters. This is our time. This is why we are here. This golden era is to really help anchor in this 5D unity consciousness. And right now, because we are in this fourth dimension, all of our shit is coming up because we are having to face the duality, realizing that it's both sides of the coin. 
but choosing which is true, which is aligned and centered in love. The power is yours. The choice is yours. How are you going to serve? Really serve. Like, really serve. (laughs) How are you going to use your power and your voice to connect with people on a one-on-one level? Show up. Stand up. Speak up. The world is waiting for your medicine. How are you going to serve? How are you showing up? What is your sacred why for being here on this planet, in this body, in this lifetime, in this moment of time? Are you willing to face your shadows and transmute and make peace and be with it to really feel it and honor it and recognize that it is all yearning for your love? We have a civil responsibility as spiritual teachers to be activists, to speak up, to do something about what's been going on. The choice is yours. Use your power wisely. Use your power to make an impact in the world, to uplift the collective consciousness and to anchor in love once and for all. You are the medicine you've been waiting for. I'd love to hear what you feel about this conversation. I just... I just really felt like I needed to speak up because I'm not going to be a spiritual teacher that's on the sideline. I don't I I love being the rebel who likes to fluff feathers. Keeping it real. Because if I'm not speaking and living my truth, then what am I doing? My truth has always been to be a spiritual activist. My truth has always been to go against what the system is doing and rather build something new. As Mother Teresa said, I will never go to an anti-war rally, but you can find me at a pro-peace rally. This is our time to create a new system. We, the people, can be the government. We have the power. Use it wisely. What is making the lasting change? What power is sustainable? Figure it out. What motivates you? What inspires you? Speak up for those issues, the social issues that really call to you. And witness the miracles unfold. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you loved it, I would love to hear your reviews on iTunes. Or you can leave a comment in the show notes posted in the link provided. 
And if you send a review on iTunes, I'll send you an ebook called Sadhana because I feel like a huge part of the spiritual activism is knowing your boundaries and to cultivate that sacred time for you. As a priestess, I just believe that it's important to honor my rituals and use the power that I collect in the morning for myself to fill up my cup. It's just so important to have your cup full if you're going to be doing this work. So fill up your cup and allow yourself to flow from that overflow. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. And I'll talk to you soon. Satnam.